Welcome to the Codependent Me Podcast. I'm Tamara Shaw, a recovering codependent, a codependent life coach, and the co-author of God Turned Mommy's Wine Into Water. This podcast was created to increase the awareness of codependency and to give a more holistic look at the journey and healing of codependence. Welcome to the Codependent Me podcast. I am your host, Tamala Shaw, and today we have Coach Lee Hopkins with us. Thank you for joining us today, Lee. Oh, thank you for having me, Tamala. I'm so happy to be here. Uh, Again, I have to tell everyone, I try to give a shout out to Podmatch because we were linked on Podmatch. Mm -hmm. And I'm so excited to talk to you because you have so many things about boundaries and just, it's just, we talked the other day. So I've got a little bit of background. So I'm so excited about this particular episode. And as I tell everyone, the platform, you know, I bring it to you, but the episode is yours. So however, you know, you want to take it, it's all good. So let us know a little bit about yourself. All right. So um, my name is Lee Hopkins and my pronouns are he, him, his. I'm a coach that helps people make uh, genuine connections and meaningful relationships, so meaningful friendships, meaningful relationships. And I got into that because I had my own problems with making meaningful connections and relationships. And I felt so lonely for most of my life, just awfully sadly lonely. And when COVID hit, I was like, well, this is not new. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, because yeah. the whole world all of a sudden was alone. Yeah. But, but you're like, it's nothing new right now for me. Yeah, there's nothing new. I felt like this for a long time. And then, you know, I tried uh, connecting with people still, like, still like, all right, well, now that everybody knows how I feel, maybe I can make a better connection with people. But all of this stuff started, if I could rewind, go back, 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 way back to when I was growing up, I grew up in a small town in Ohio. And in that town, I always felt disconnected. I didn't feel like anybody really understood me. I didn't really understand the people. I was just different in so many ways. Um, So after I graduated from high school, I had an opportunity to go to college and that was about two hours away from my hometown. So I had an opportunity to meet new people, have new experiences. And I thought, this is how I'm going to open up to people. This is how I'm going to make friendships. This is how I'm going to make meaningful relationships. But that didn't really happen. You know, I met a couple of people, they were really cool, but I still felt like I couldn't be my authentic self. There was something that I was hiding. And so after I graduated from college, I spent a little bit of time bumming around Ohio and then decided, oh, it's the worst state (laughs) and I've got to leave. So I had an opportunity to leave because I moved to California um, with my job that I had. I moved to California and there I could reinvent myself. So I thought, wow, all right, this is a new way amazing I had a better opportunity to make a new person for myself like a new persona and everything and I did I did I I transformed I met new people I even started doing karaoke a whole lot because I loved karaoke and I I made it a quote like quote name for myself on the scene I was just really on the scene often people knew who I was and they would just say hi and they'd have my drinks ready and stuff like that and I thought this is it you know this is what it feels like I'm, I'm around people I'm connected, but I don't feel like anything, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't, I still feel pretty lonely. lonely. 
Yeah, yeah. I still felt pretty lonely. And I still thought, well, there's something about myself that I'm hiding that I'm not showing because I keep hearing this theme over and over, be your authentic self, be yourself, be yourself. And I thought, man, I was being myself. I was being myself. I organized this whole karaoke thing, club thing. Yeah. I thought I was being myself. But then a little later, I had an opportunity to move again from California to Chicago, where I am now. And there is where I felt like I was going to be my authentic self because this is another place where it's brand new. There's a whole bunch of people, 8 million people, metropolis of, I think, 8 of 10 million people, something like that. And if I can't find somebody to connect with here, then I decided there's something wrong. There's something wrong, completely wrong. And also here, full disclosure is that I'm a trans man. So that means I transition from female to male. And in Chicago, when I touched down, I got the language, I got the information, I met the community to help me bring that out. And I thought, this is it. This is me. I'm going to be my authentic self right here, right now. And everybody's going to love me. And this was the time Caitlyn Jenner was coming out too. And I was just like, yeah, this is it. But Pamela, you know what happened? No, it didn't work out. It didn't work out. There was something that I was doing. And every one of those places, moving from Ohio to California to Chicago, there was something that Lee was doing interpersonally with everybody that I met that created this whole scenario of me hiding myself again. Right. And so when I discovered what that was, I became a coach. So, okay. Because I, this is very important because I've, mm-hmm. in my life, I've done the same thing as far as moving from place to place, thinking mm-hmm. it's going to be different here. Yeah. But if you're taking the same package here, it's still the same package. It's just in a different place, right? So you're Mm -hmm. still going to have the same results and you just don't realize it. And it takes you a little bit sometimes to understand that. So what was the key for you to let you know what it was that, that made it where you were able to be your authentic self? Yeah, I had some patterns of behavior that I was trying to, you know, sift through and look at like we do in life. We're like, well, obviously it's not moving. So then that's not it. And then maybe I tried to, I tried like going to different places and trying different scenes and that didn't seem to work either. I realized that I didn't have the answer. I didn't know what I was doing. So what I, that realization helped me go, made me go and find help. Like I need to find somebody who has dealt with this, who can see something that I can't see to help me get clarity about what I'm doing. Cause I think I'm doing, I think I'm being authentic, but logic tells me that there's something that I'm doing. So I went to go get therapy and um, therapy was like behavioral health. I forget the name of it. It's escaping me right now, but it's behavioral therapy. Essentially you're looking at your actions and your, how you feel about your actions and that was just really helpful. And being able to talk about my feelings and getting in touch with those feelings helped me understand what I was doing and why I was doing it. And that was really a big key to me and my transformation. That's awesome. So I think that it's very important because talking, most times when you start talking, you start talking about things and it leads you to where Mm -hmm. the core is. So that's why, that's really why I have a podcast, <laughs> because when you, when you sit back and you have certain conversations, it'll bring out different things. Yes. I had a podcast yesterday and it, 
like, <laughs> and it, it happens a lot, actually. It's like a light bulb will come up, you know, it'll go off because of something that someone says. And I'm like, oh, I've got to look into that in my life. Mm-hmm. Because in conversation, you're you're going into the, you're, you're going internally. Right? Yes, yes. Especially when you're willing to look and find in, because you're seeking, right? Yeah. So those people, those therapists or coaches or whatever, if you can just talk about it and open the door, when you're talking, you're opening the door. Mm-hmm. Say, okay, let me walk in and see what the room looks like. Yeah, exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. You have to be willing to look at that. And I, I firmly believe that um, we, like just in conversation with each other, we're mirrors. We reflect back something to each other. And if you're willing to look and see that, because you were like, we, when we talked the last, we have, yes. when we connected, we were like, oh, <laughs> so much, so you know, much. It's like 40 minutes. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Because <laughs> <laughs> there is so much to reflect back and so much to think about. And it was being able to, to have someone present that to me, like, I'm reflecting this out. I'm projecting this out and I'm having it returned right back to me and every person I talk to you, because I already believe that nobody wants to hang out with me. I already believe that I'm not good enough. I already don't have any boundaries. So they're going to just reflect it right back to me. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So they're having conversation about it and being aware of that is is everything, I think. That's beautiful. So you had your, did you say it was a therapist? Mm-hmm. And so how did you find your tribe? Because we all have tribes. So I'm still working on that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hey. I'm still, yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm still working on that because I'm a I'm a change. I'm a I'm a process. I'm in the I'm, I'm changing every single day. I'm discovering something new about what I like and what I want. And that's that's it. That's like how you find the tribe is understanding more about who you are and what you want and how you're gonna get it. And so just just last year, I quit my job to fully pursue coaching, like my my nine, nine to five to fully pursue this coaching because I believed in it. I believe in it so much. And in that, doing that, having that value change, I've left behind some people. Like I no longer see people. I'm not on the same track. So I'm looking for people who are doing a lot more of what I'm doing, things like that. And so... Um, I discovered that in my coaching and reflecting upon my own experiences that when I meet people, I have to know what I'm looking for. And in order to do that, I have these things I call the the 3N framework, which is specific actions and behaviors that you're looking for. I call them your needs, your negotiables, and your nevers. Learning about those, learning those, those boundaries about yourself what you want and what you don't want essentially helps me make better connections with other people because I'm grounded in who I am what I want and how I'm gonna get it and if I have to say no to somebody because most people think boundaries are just like no setting limits no I don't want this no I don't want that no 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 let's let's try and reframe that to make it be like I'm saying yes to me because I know what I want and I know how I want to be treated. I know how I don't want to be treated. And I'm just going to tell you right away so you can know what to expect from me. If you can handle it, come on. Right. If you can't, 
I'm so sorry. Thank you for your application, but you are denied. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes. I love that. So you said the needs, the negotiables, and the nevers. Mm -hmm. And that's how you create boundaries that stick. Yes, that's how I create boundaries that stick. Okay. So the other day you said something, because yes, audience, we've already had conversation and it was lovely. <laughs> so the other day you said something and I wrote it down because it's so good. You said boundaries are the boundaries aren't just about keeping things out. Mm -hmm. It's about keeping things in, right? right? So I love that because when you think about a boundary, like it's like, you know how they say, <laughs> take here's the hand and you know, it's like with yeah. your hand in someone's face, like, and that's not really exactly what that is, right? It's not yeah. being mean to someone. It's not talk to the hand, face not listen, all that, you know, all that. It's really about being open to what's good for you, mm -hmm. right? Actually identifying it, standing on it and saying, this is good for me right mm -hmm. here in this bubble. Well, I, I say bubble because I'm doing my hands like this, but in this area, this is good for me. Anything outside of that, I may not be comfortable with. And I have the right to say yes or no, right? Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, uh, to your point, I mean, I really like the analogy. I'm going to do the bubble thing as well. Like in my bubble, you know, when I'm running, I was out there trying to make friendships and connections with people. I had no idea what I wanted in my bubble. I had no idea. I would just kind of experiment with people and be like, mm, I don't really like that, but I'm not sure. I don't want you to leave me. So right. Please. I don't want to make you mad. Yeah, yeah I don't make you mad. I, I want you to love me for all time. But right. over here, I'm slowly like, I hate you. <laughs> you don't realize how much you're upsetting me. <laughs> That's so true. It's so good. Um, when I was working and learning boundaries, let's say about six, seven years ago, we used to we used to have this thing. I used to draw, um, I drew a stage and an audience and then doors. So it looks like a theater, right? Mm -hmm. And they said, you have people that are in the hallway. Those are some people. Then you have people that sit in your audience, right? And then you have people that stand on the stage with you. Mm -hmm. So the people that are that stand on the stage with you, that is your VIP section, right? So those are my people. That's my tribe. And then you have people that you deal with, you know, kind of associates. Mm -hmm. So that's your audience. You don't really talk to them all the time. It's not really, you know, it doesn't make or break me. Mm -hmm. And then you have people that, um, are in the hallway and you know that's just kind of strangers almost or you or just acquaintances every now and then I may see you you know I may see you at the grocery store you know something mm -hmm. like that that meant something to me so I always thought about that to say who do I want on stage with me who do I want on in my VIP section and so when I started to draw it on the stage I put like comfy uh recliners you know, I'll put little recliners. And when you do it that way, it's not, you can't, you're not going to have as many people on stage as you have in the audience, right? Mm -hmm. And nevertheless, outside of the doors, there's all kinds of people. So it gets, it gets smaller every time you have more, um, more communication, more likeness. So mm -hmm. I'm not going to find it. There's not going to be a hundred people out there that connect with me the way that a core 10 will. Yes. Right? Definitely. So those are the ones that 
nine times out of 10 will understand and accept and respect my boundaries. Absolutely. Absolutely. I really like that analogy. I've never heard that before where you want the people that you have on stage, you know, you know, intimately and they know you, you spend the time together that the whole production is important to them just as much as important to you. Exactly. Right. We are each other's, you know, team. We're our, our cast, we're our Mm -hmm. own cast. Right. So I love that. And so, you know, (laughs) Of people started finding out because people would talk about it because I, you know, I started talking more about it. And they go, I mean, but I want to be in your VIP section. <laughs> I'm like, but do you respect my boundaries? <laughs> <laughs> Here's a written test for you. <laughs> oh yes. But, but certainly, even saying that, I find that very powerful. Even saying that, like, hey, you know, I want to be close, but here's some things that I really need from you, and here's some things that I, mean, I don't know if you're quite you know, you quite do that, you know? So those people would understand my needs, my negotiables and my nevers. Yeah. And those are specific actions. I'm talking specific actions and behaviors that you see that people do. They have an effect on you. So the needs usually come from joy, something that you really experience that you really like, and you want to keep happening. Somebody Mm -hmm. does that for you. Keep on, keep it on, keep on. And then there's your nevers where that made me make you very sad or angry, frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those things that you just probably don't want to deal with. And it's not yeah. that these boundaries are flexible too. I want to make sure that we put that out there. Like boundaries aren't rigid. They're flexible, but they are yours. And you take ownership of how you apply them. And no one else can tell you that. It's all about you. And right. boundaries keep things in, like your team, you're on stage. They keep that in. Because you want to be able to define who you are. Right. And that makes you safe. That, that right there makes you a safe person to talk to. Because even if you're going to say no to me, I can expect that. Because this is something that you've already said that you don't like. You already said that you want to do this or whatever. And you're reliable. You stick to that. You, you, stick to, you speak your truth. And so having those boundaries and letting people know what they are people really gravitate to that. You're a safe person. You're not wishy-washy. I used to be so wishy-washy. Like I would say I wanted to come when I didn't want to. I would show up and I'd be begrudging about it. You know, I would just complain when I didn't want to be there, but I, all kinds of stuff that comes when you don't have these boundaries that really define who you are. And I love it because one thing that I realized that's very important is the boundaries start with yourself, right? I have to have boundaries with me so that I can respect my my needs because you're right there are so many times where I'm like okay I'll go but I know I didn't want to be there and then you're not going to be you you're not you when you're there so they're not even giving Mm -hmm. you're not they're not even getting your best you yeah because you really don't want to be there Mm -hmm. so I always say um you know when it comes to boundaries always make sure you're giving your best yes Mm, I like that yes If, if I can't give you my best yes the answer has to be no because if it's not I'm disrespecting both of us right yeah for sure and a quick story how this showed up in my relationship so romantic relationship um I was it's like my early 30s so my early 30s and um I've heard all through my 20s boundaries boundaries means saying no 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 so I thought well I have a job now that I get up at five in the morning and I come home and it's like 
five, five thirty in the evening. And I tell my new partner, like, hey, don't come over until at least an hour after I've been home. And when do you know it? One day they just show up like as soon as I'm getting home. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I said that I don't want to. I, I'm sure I said this. And they're like, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But I just wanted to see you so much. I just wanted to see you. I just wanted to hang out with you. And I was like enamored. I was flattered. I was like, oh, that's so beautiful. How could I say no to that? And slowly but surely, this boundary of me having time to myself disappeared. And we just fought all the time because I was angry. I was angry. Like, why can't I have time to myself? And they're like, well, you said it was okay before. But no, I don't mean that now. And so I surprised that changed them. You know, it's just a big mess. I wasn't happy in a relationship. They weren't happy in a relationship. It's just a mess. Yeah. I mean, and I, I was, I was talking to someone the other day and we talked about how in relationships you should have, uh, of course, boundaries. Um, you should learn how to manage jealousy. Mm-hmm. That was really cool um, because no matter, and it's not, people think about relationships and jealousy. It has to be with um, your mate and another person. It could be time, you know, your mate yeah. could have been jealous because you didn't want to spend that time. I'm jealous of you because you want to spend time with you instead of me right now. Yeah, right? yes, <laughs> so exactly. got to learn how to manage that and to make it okay. But I think it's very important that in relation, in healthy relationships, that you have those communications about what the rules of the relationship is right? Yes, Um, definitely. That has to deal with both of us. And then we have um, my boundaries. It has to deal with me. Your boundaries has to deal with you and you have the right to, you know, let's talk about it. And, um, and then you have the negotiables, like you said, certain things change, you Mm -hmm. know, and if you keep the communication high, then you'll, you'll feel comfortable in having those conversations. I know I've had hard times. I'm like, I don't want a person to think that oh I'm I'm changing that's how I used to feel mm-hmm. but it's okay to change like it, it actually it's supposed you're supposed to change if yeah. I'm the same person that I was five years ago really two years ago like something's wrong <laughs> something's <is> absolutely <laughs> wrong so I love that I love all of that yeah so you know just to to your point I mean uh communication about that so there was there was deeper stuff that I wanted to communicate I just didn't know how like the motivation was I was deeply afraid that they were going to leave if I didn't or I wouldn't get this affection that I thought I had until I got to a point where it was just so angering and frustrating that I didn't have any time to myself so I reflect on that experience and I've turned it into a a need that's something that I express and to your point is that I always continue to express that keep that communication open what is it that gets close to my boundary and how we can we talk about it? How can we fix it or, or change it or, or make it so that we both understand what my needs are and how they can get their needs met too? Because just not talking about it and putting a frown in my face never helped. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. So let's, let's talk a bit. I know you have certain courses that you offer on your website, right? You want to talk a little bit about them? I know one one is actually the needs, negotiables, and nevers, right? <laughs> yes, it is. Excellent. And so 
in the Denise the Negotiables Endeavors course, we go over by helping you reflect on what your experiences are because your boundaries are happy accidents. They're created by accidental things that you bump into and you go like, ooh, I had an emotional experience right here. And your brain will log that stuff. Like, oh, I didn't like this. Oh, I love this. But we're not paying attention. We're usually not paying attention to that. And what I help you do is become more mindful of the event and how you feel about the event. So we look at the specific events and how you feel about them. And that will help you create these boundaries that you need you or you never want or you can negotiate. And so that's what that course is about. And other courses I have, this one is free. It's called Understanding Your Connections. So it's all about the connections, the kind of connections that you're going to create with people. And it starts with you, me. That's the thing. There's three kinds of connections. It's me, myself, spending time with myself, knowing who I am, what I want, how I'm going to get it. And then there's that connection with you, which is an interpersonal connection, one other person, you know, your expression of yourself and how you show up to them. And then there's the we, where it, it's everybody, it's society, it's those people out in the hallway, essentially, the people that you connect with on the level, like how do you interact with society? How do you show up when you step in full of, a room full of other people? Mm-hmm. Um, so that is absolutely free. And it's really to help you understand you a little more and how you're going to connect with other people. Because that that's just the concept that that I use to help me understand where I'm moving and what I'm giving and how it's coming back to me. And the third course that I have is a more balanced me where it's about, now you know a little more about yourself, right? From taking the first course, know more about yourself. What are you doing to honor yourself? What do you really want? And how are you gonna go about it and get it? What are your values? Are you living up to your values? Those are the things we discuss and we go through in that course. I like it. So, oh, wow. A balanced, I like that. Yes. That's good stuff. So where can they find the course? Oh yeah, you can find it at patternsofpossibility.com slash more possibility. You can find all my social media and everything there. I just find it really easy to look at one place. But if you want to search for me on any social media, you can find me at Patterns of Possibility. I'm on all of them, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Yes, all of the good places. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so number one, I want to say I love that you are willing to be vulnerable. I think that, because of course I'm a coach and I think Mm. that, I think the things that we go through, that's what makes us superb coaches, right? Because you understand where a person has been. And so when you talked about loneliness, like it hits for me because I was in a marriage where I was lonely, you know, and people think that, oh, you're lonely and you're alone. Like, no, I was lonely in a room full of people, Mm -hmm. (laughs) room full of people. And I, you just, ah, so I, I think that, so I honor you for taking that, right? Healing yourself and then being able to coach people to say, I've been there, you know, and I've, I, I know the steps. I'm going to help help you work through it. And then you put these beautiful courses together about Thank boundaries. You. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think it's awesome. 
This is yes. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that feedback. And as a coach, you know, we talked about being mirrors and keep, keep learning. We keep learning from our clients. We keep learning and growing. And it's like, oh, there's something that we have to ponder. And so, you know, definitely from this conversation too, it's the very same, you know, it's, I'm, I'm always glad to talk to someone who understands my experience too, you know, yes. being lonely Absolutely. in the room full of people. Yeah. That's a, that's a serious thing. I mean, and whew, yeah, the, those in the audience, I know we are not the only ones. I'm sure mm -hmm. more people that are listening to this understand than not. So I thank you for that. And again, I want the audience to hear this is Coach Lee Hopkins and the website is www.patternsofpossibility.com forward slash more possibilities yes that's that perfect is. yeah that's perfect <laughs> excellent I was like I think I got that right okay excellent so I ask all of my guests if there's anything that you could tell the audience that will help them in life in any kind of way what would you tell them oh I would tell you that rejection is definitely a part of life you're going to experience it you're going to feel it and you're going to grow from that experience super quick story. When I transitioned, I came out and I found myself in a new place in Chicago, trying to connect with more people. And I went to this comedy place and I decided that it's all about my mindset. So I was in counseling and therapy. It's all about my mindset. I'm going to go there. I'm going to meet somebody. We're going to talk. We hang out. It's going to be a great time. And I leave with a new friend. Sure enough, I go there. I meet somebody. We talk. We're having a drink. And they say that they've never met a trans person before. They also don't understand the experience. Why would anybody do that? And I thought, my man, I've gotcha. I'm going to reveal my authentic self to you. And we're going to be instantly friends. All right. So I tell them my story. His face changes. Eyes bug out. He just stops speaking. Puts his beer down. And he leaves. Says no more words to me rejection at the highest level in my oh, face wow. everything that I thought that people were doing back behind my back I experienced it right in front of my face wow. and all it told me was ouch it did tell me ouch I had to get through that like oh man I'm that I could laugh about it because that was years ago right. but man ouch and then also well we're just not a good connect right like, why I'm going to waste, I'm going to change my whole person and chase after this guy to tell him about my story and why they sh we should be friends. No, no, we don't know. No. no. So you're going to feel rejection, but it's all about what you learn from that experience. Right. And one thing that I love about rejection, I know it sounds crazy about loving something about rejection, mm. but <laughs> what I love about rejection is Every time I've been rejected, it has never taken any money out of my account. <laughs> it's never, Whoa. I'm still living. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm still standing and I survived it. Yeah. You know, you pick up those pieces and it's going to be okay. So you live to fight another day as they say. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Right. You know, and there were times that I got rejected and my face was on the ground, but that's okay because I, <laughs> I picked this cute little face back up, honey. And I <laughs> Stuck a smile on it because that's what you do. That's right. Absolutely. It is going to be okay. 
So thank you for sharing that with my audience because for sure, rejection is real. Mm-hmm. It's going to be okay. So I want to thank you so much for being on the Codependent Me podcast. Thank you for and having me. I had a blast. Sure. Good. I'm glad. And we're probably going to ask you to come back. Don't be surprised. All right. Uh, you don't threaten me with a good time. All right. Now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we will definitely, because I want to come back and really talk more about the programs and all of that, because I know you've got some wonderful things you know, happening now, coming down the pike. And I really want to get those things out so the audience can be a part of it and know what's coming up. Because I have a lot of listeners in Chicago and in Milwaukee. So anyway, (laughs) I want to thank you. And I want to thank the audience for being present because your time is valuable and you could be anywhere else. But I appreciate you listening. And as always, as I say, you matter and your story matters. Have a wonderful day. Bye. I understand that nothing is more valuable than your time. So thank you for listening. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Codependent Me. And check out my website at codependentme.org. Thanks so much. Have a great day.